and welcome to Break From Reality, the podcast where we talk about all things Love Island, reality TV, and what's really going on, on and off the camera. I'm Hannah Kosh, your pop culture big sis and a resident tea spiller. And I'm Jess Lucero, an entertainment and sports reporter and Love Island super fan. We're here to dish and dish we shall. (laughs) If you're a fan of the show, be sure to subscribe so you get all of the hot takes and Islander interviews as soon as they're out of the villa. And we've got one for you today. But first, let's recap what else happened because the party never stops at the villa. (laughs) For real, though. (laughs) Yeah, this episode was a little more calm, even though I was expecting it to be wild with Mackenzie coming in. But I think I'm just kind of realizing that there's only so much that can happen towards the back end of the show. Mm hmm. I think we're all eager to see just like how it all plays out, but I'm glad that they saved Mackenzie for, if not last, one of the last ones to come, uh, one of the last bombshells to come in. Um, And it's like cool to see that she's kind of treating it like it is the beginning, like going around talking to everyone. Yeah. I liked it too. Well, one, I agree because everyone that left with this like max exodus of the villa, like we were just basically left with couples who were feeling it. So it was like not a ton of the drama that we were maybe kind of expecting. But like you said, I guess that's kind of like what happens when we get to the end of it. But I did like Mackenzie and I did like her energy coming in and being like, well, I'm going to treat it like this is my first time and I'm going after what I want. I was like, good for you. I'm so curious if she's going up to these guys saying that they're in her top three, even if they're not actually in her top three, (laughs) just so that she can have a chance to like actually talk to them and get to know them and just so that she can have a chance at all, you know, because it would be kind of embarrassing for you to go in as the last bombshell and not turn any heads. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not the case. Like none of us are judging, but I think as that person, they'd probably be like, oh my God, I have to turn someone's head. Yeah. Well, and it's like, we've seen kind of like the ego boost or like tear down a little bit when it's like, you're constantly the second choice and you feel like, eh, or like you come in and all the guys want to kiss you. It's like, okay, well, here's a little boost to the ego. So I feel like for her, it's kind of like a little bit of a confidence ego thing, but also who wouldn't want that? Like you'd be lying if you said you didn't. So right. She did say on, I want to say Love Island social media, they posted a video of her and she was like, if your name starts with a J, like I'm interested in you or something like that. And so immediately I was like, oh my God, Jesse, I knew it. And then I realized it was Joel and Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like she just did that to get everyone out of the way. I can't tell who she's actually the most into. Who do you think? I mean, I felt like you were right when you were saying things about Jesse yesterday because, like, I was kind of getting those vibes and then Deb obviously was like, ah, no. I don't know. And then when she was talking to Joel, she was like – that's when she said that he was in her top three and Mm -hmm. maybe it was with Chad. I think she might have said it a few times, but – I was not feeling like they were vibing as much as she was with some of the other guys. Like she was almost having to try too much. And the thing is you compare yeah. the last relationship with Connor and she was like very alpha and Connor was very laid back, which is why I thought of Jesse. Like mm-hmm. their personalities remind me of each other. Joel also seems like he could be laid back, but he I think is intimidated by her. And I think he was like putting kind of all of his eggs in the Bella basket and then that kind of was completely flipped upside down. And so he was like, oh, gosh, what am I going to do now? And then Mackenzie comes in and he's like, well, I feel like this is my chance. So he's probably like awkward and nervous and feels like this might be his only option too. But I even thought her conversations with Jeff were interesting. And I thought it was Jeff who was like, I kind of want to make Naja feel some type of way. Like she did bring another guy back to the villa and all of this. And I was like, oh, Jeff, okay. <laughs> I know, but then it's kind of annoying because it's like you're only doing that to make Naja jealous. Like are you yeah. even – he is definitely into Mackenzie, at least in the sense of like thinking she's attractive. But uh, I don't know if he's into her in yeah. that way. At this rate, I'm like oh, – are we really just going to go after someone to kind of like 
make someone, make someone else jealous. jealous. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And it just sucks because I felt like Naja was really into Jeff, obviously, because she dumped the other guy basically immediately. I don't even remember what his name was at this point. Nick. Nick. Yes, there we go. But it, Mackenzie was like, oh, you're goofy. Like, oh, look at you. And he was like, yeah, I want to make her jealous. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of eager to see how they work together because that's the one that I think actually could potentially turn his head. Like Jesse, I think is kind of just flirting with her just because she's attractive. But I really doubt he would do anything. I'm like, I really doubt it, right? Yeah. Agree with me, please. No, yeah, I don't think so at all. Like, I really don't. And I just feel like, uh, like, I don't know, like maybe, do you think Jesse's feeling the same way though? Because Deb brought someone back. Oh, that's a good point. Like he already was with Val for a little bit. So it's like, yeah, he got that out of the way in the beginning. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. He did seem the most excited when she entered though. Yeah, he did. And like, he gave the toast, I think. Right think so. Yeah, I was I'm pretty sure. Not that that really matters, but I was just like, okay, interesting to note that you are excited about all of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very curious about how this is going to play out. I think saving Mackenzie for the very end was a good idea, but I also kind of wish they would have done it at Casa Amor. Yeah. Like after Casa Amor, it's like no one cares as much anymore. Yeah audience doesn't care like we're kind of just waiting for the end but Casa Amor is like obviously when it's always juicy so that would have been like the craziest thing if the girls were sitting back at the villa and then they see the guys one of the guys come back with Mackenzie and they're like what you know like yeah that would have been insane but that would have been insane yeah they definitely have to save someone who's gonna stir stuff up for the very end but I, I just always think it's they don't get a fair shot. Yeah. Um, luckily for her, this is her second time around, so it's, like, not as big of a deal. But like, poor Joel. I know. I feel bad for him. He really got Bella just ripped away from him. Yeah, that was uh, messed up. If I was yeah, him, I might have just left and been like, want to test this out? Yeah. The fact that he was crying with it, too, I was like – you obviously feel some type of way, buddy. So just like maybe test it out and try it because what are you going to do here? Talk to Phoebe? <laughs> talk to Phoebe or talk to just all these couples. Like yeah. <laughs> wheel everywhere you go. Yeah. Make well, new friends. <laughs> exactly. Here to make seasonal girlfriends. <laughs> uh, but okay. I guess the little bit of the drama that happened in this episode was Courtney, Chad. Oh my God, yeah. I... But didn't really like the way that he handled things, to be honest. I agree. I don't <laughs> think you feel when she was like, I don't want to be a third, like a part of this triangle, whatever. I don't think what she said was wrong. Like she's not, I, I guess it is an ultimatum, but it's also normal what she said to be like, I don't yeah. want to going after another person what do you expect her to do be like, I love being in a triangle. Like she's voicing her opinions. And she hasn't really done that. So I was really glad that she was like sticking up for herself. And then when she did walk away, he was like, oh, she just stormed off. Like I thought she was done. Like, and I was like, chill out, buddy. Yeah. It seems like he's kind of getting a big head out of all of this. Now that Phoebe's gone up to him, he's talking to Courtney. It's yeah. like, who else is he going to talk to? Now he's got Mackenzie. He's literally got these three bombshells. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> It is a little unfair on Courtney. She's the one who brought him back, and she has been super laid back through this whole situation. Yeah. He's been talking to Phoebe. He kissed Phoebe. Like, she didn't even say anything. And now, all of a sudden, she's like, listen, you're with me. You're not. What's going on? And he's viewing that as her being, I don't even know, just annoying, whatever. Yeah, and he kept, yeah, and he kept calling her annoying, and I was like, don't do that. Like, also, she has to put her best interests first in this situation yeah. too and if she feels that you're not giving it all to her and you're like gonna go talk to someone else then she has the right to be like okay well then so am I <laughs> yeah I like the way she's uh reacting to this whole situation obviously he doesn't and when he talks to the guys they're kind of egging him on like mm -hmm. he was like oh yeah ultimatums are never good Timmy what 
this is just like, yeah, <laughs> you're supposed to help Courtney out. You've been with her since the start. Yeah. And you've seen her like with these other guys and how she isn't acting like the crazy person and she's not acting like, like really entitled or like all of these other things. Like she's going along with the process. Yeah. And if she likes this guy and he wants to talk to other girls, she has a right to be like, well, if you're going to, I want to too. Or yeah. like, if you do like me, just talk to me then. <laughs> That's the thing. Courtney honestly has been playing Love Island the way I think Love Island is meant to be played. Mm-hmm. People on Twitter are like, Courtney, you don't know who you want. Like, you you don't know who you're going after, but I'll stand with you because you're my girl. That's kind of the what I've been seeing around her. But I think she still is just following her heart more than anything. Like, I don't yeah. think she's ever actually followed her head until now. You know, yeah. whenever she saw a guy that she was into, she immediately went for them. And that's how you're supposed to do it. Do you think that there is a Felipe and Courtney chance post Villa? Dude, I honestly think so. Either Felipe or Bryce. Probably yeah. Bryce because she was more Yeah, that's true actually. Probably Bryce. But maybe she got the ick towards the end. So who knows? But I definitely think one of the two. I think there will be a rekindling post Villa, especially because of the way it's kind of played out for her a little bit. So. I wonder why she hasn't really talked to Joel. That's her time. She was probably putting her eggs in Chad's basket. So maybe that's when she was like, well, if you're going to talk to Phoebe, I'm going to talk to Joel then. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's going to be – oh, see, this is the interesting part of the end because there's only so many people that are even, like, left available. So Mm -hmm. – that's going to be the juicy part of it all. It's good to see that Sydney and Isaiah are back together. I'm like nice and comfortable with them now. They got everything yeah. out of the way. But uh, Sydney, I agree with you. Let's make sure that Isaiah continues to put that work in. Yeah. I was like, thank God you're not letting him get away that easy because he still has to try here. <laughs> exactly. We have to make sure that Isaiah is going to be – trying through the end and even when he was talking about Mackenzie coming in being like oh she's fine bro whatever he said I'm like oh you better watch it no more throwing those words around yeah, I was like stop that right there that's enough you can <laughs> that's enough from you buddy but he okay so I was definitely wrong with that situation Mackenzie did not go for him at all didn't even look his direction and I think it is because of kind of the mess that he's been through mm-hmm. and he is a little more of an alpha than I think she normally goes for. So I don't know if that's necessarily her type. I Maybe even just like physical appearance. I don't know if that's her type. And maybe she saw everything play out and was like, you guys need to like get you some you time right now. <laughs> she honestly does seem way different from when she came on a couple seasons ago, like so much more mature. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, maybe what we need when you come back in a few years, a different mindset. You can pinpoint and figure out what you want and go for it. And if it doesn't work, then it's like, okay. (laughs) Exactly. Like, if I was the girls and I saw that she was in there, though, I would have been like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Of all people, freaking Mackenzie. Like, yeah, so attractive. I feel like she could get whoever she wants. Gorgeous. Like, just gorgeous. (laughs) Gorgeous girls. Only like one of few people who can pull off bangs like that. <laughs> Dude, I know. Oh my gosh. She could pull literally anything off. It was funny seeing that the girls were sent on a hike and I was like, mm, wait. Okay, I was gonna talk. I was gonna be like, I appreciate girl time every day of my life, but why did you send them on a hike? <laughs> that seems so random. Like maybe it's because it is because they're in California and that is like a very California thing. I had a friend who moved here from like Chicago or something. And she was like, people in California are weird. They go on hikes for fun. And I was like, (laughs) yep, I do do that. Yep. (laughs) Yes, we do. And then there's like the logs that were sitting at the top of the hike. I was like, this is also interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Every part about it. I just would have been like, what? We were gypped. We go on a hike. Are y'all out of money at this point or what? Which Courtney or was like, I wanted to go to a massage, a spa. I was like, yep, that's what I would have been looking for. Not a hike. 
100%. And then the boys get to stay back. They're all like cheering about testosterone or whatever. And they're barbecuing and drinking beers. I would have rather have been a part of that. That looked way more fun. I was like, you're whipping out the cornhole now? Like, I will mess some people up in here with this game. Like, I would way rather drink beers and play cornhole than go on that hike. Right? Where has that been all along? They should have been whipping that thing out from the start. You got to make the time pass one way or another. They should have sent the boys on the hike. (laughs) Made them go work. Oh, that would have made way more sense. And the girls can stay back with burgers and beers and cornholes and whatevers. Yeah. That is so much cuter, actually. <laughs> Even Deb was like, we're going on a hike. We're going on a hike. I was like, yeah. oh, the excitement there is coming through. I can feel it. No, that was, they got gypped on that one for sure. I just know they must have ran out of money at this rate. They're like, hey, we got to save the rest of the money for the finale. Yeah. Oh, no, we had a big date earlier. We can't have another activity. Um, You guys get a hike. Sorry, Sarah Highland is too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets a hike from Sarah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. I think so. So Hannah, did you notice there was a part towards the end of the girl's hike where Phoebe was like holding hands with Courtney, I want to say? Yes, I did notice it and I thought it was strange. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like she's trying to be best friends with whoever is in a couple with the guy that she potentially wants to be in a couple with. And I'm like, that's, I don't get that. That's uncomfortable for me. Like Bella. And then she was like hanging on Sydney and now she's holding hands with Courtney. And I'm like, I mean, it kind of makes sense because Bella and Chauncey are gone. So like her two besties in the villa she's basically there alone now. And so she kind of has no other option than to try and be close with the girls that are still there, but I kind of feel like it's a little bit forced. Right. But there's also no other option. So like, I don't know what I would do either. Yeah. It's giving, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Yes. One million percent. So I, if I was her, I would have tried to be close with like Zeta, with Deb. Now that the Sydney situation is out of the way, Sydney, you know, like there yeah. are other options. I think Holding hands and like being all cuddly with Courtney is just weird to me and it doesn't come across in the best way to the audience perspective, especially because Courtney has been super laid back with all this, but you know that she's irritated. Yeah. The fact that like if if Phoebe didn't say anything, then she would be in a couple with Chad and everything would be easy breezy cover girl, but that's not the case. Yeah, exactly. So I think she's trying considering her friends are all gone, but it doesn't always look the best. Yeah. And like, it's such a hard situation to be into because it was like, she had these two other people and then all of a sudden she was literally alone and like the other girls have had each other the whole entire time. I mean, even, I guess, Naja's still kind of new too. So like she could have tried and worked that angle a little bit more than like holding hands with Courtney but I feel like she's also seeing, like, writing on the wall that she might be leaving if she doesn't do something, too. Oh, that's a good point. She's, like, playing her cards and figuring out who she has the best chance of coupling up with. And mm-hmm. if she stays friends with these people, who's going to help keep her? That sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. So we'll see. Because I definitely feel like she's working the game. And that's what she's here to do. So, like, good for you. Go do it. <laughs> I did think that, I mean, I feel like when it was going to Peacock, it was like, okay, well, like, we never know. But I feel like it has lived up to the expectations. I think so, too. I think um, somehow the everyone ended up in couples, like, kind of early on. And overall, isn't this, like, three weeks quicker than UK? Is it yeah. eight weeks? I think it is. I feel like this is a shorter time span. Yeah, which is kind of wild because by this time around, you're like, oh my gosh, it feels kind of long, you know? Yeah. I'm wondering if US has less people that come on. I would think that wouldn't surprise me. Right? Because, or maybe they just like time it out longer. Yeah. The people come on and they give them. That's actually true because with US, 
whenever people come on, it seems like it's been, oh, there's a recoupling the very next day. Yeah. Like they don't even get a chance to actually talk to everyone. Yeah, exactly. Also, did you see in the preview that we're getting the strip tease challenge next time? (laughs) Yes. I'm so excited. That's going to stir up drama because someone's heart rate. Yeah, is going to go up for someone that it shouldn't, and it's not going to be good. <laughs> Isaiah better practice those deep breathing skills. and <laughs> He needs to start meditating ASAP. <laughs> yeah, take a note out of Chad's book, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I was like, yay, the juicy stuff is coming. <laughs> I know. We've got a couple more juicy moments to look forward to that's for sure so between the Mackenzie recoupling we still haven't even had a recoupling right like Sydney's still not with Isaiah yeah sleeping outside or whatever (laughs) yeah last time we had a recoupling was so long ago so long ago I think it has to happen ASAP (laughs) yeah so tonight we're gonna get the dance the whatever it's called the heart race thing then probably the next night we'll get the recoupling Mm mm-hmm Maybe we'll get no, and then it's it's getting ready to wrap up. So we got the baby challenge, we got the family. Oh yes. yeah. Oh yeah. This and is then it'll be- probably be it. Oh my god. Exactly. <gasps> it's gonna tie wild. Up. We still have the uncut bits. Yes. It's Saturday, we're like timing it all out. <laughs> I know. Counting down the last of the episodes. Exactly. We're playing. I'm going to go right on my calendar. Okay. This is probably where this is going to (laughs) be. Just penciling it in. We could probably honestly figure it out at this point. (laughs) I think so. All right. As promised, we have an interview with one of the Islanders. You know him. You love him. He made twosies popular all over America. We got Chaz joining us. (laughs) Hey, what's going on? I'm glad to be here. Going, Chaz. I'm excited to chat with you. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about my experience. I can't wait. Well, let's start with that then. How was your Love Island experience as a whole? Oh, man. Where do I start? As a whole, (laughs) Love Island was more than I was expecting. You know, I went in there with my sister, being the first sibling duo. So, you know, it was it was easy for me going in and getting adjusted and getting to know everybody. You know, everybody was super welcoming, especially like Jesse and all the guys. We all got super close in the end. Um, but yeah, the whole experience, it was great. I was able to do a lot of growing. Um, I'm able to, you know, talk about my feelings at the drop of a pin every single day now. So that's <laughs> good, you know. Um, but yeah, I got along well with all the guys, got close with them uh, and, you know, there was that little bit of the gray area with my sister and the girls at one point where they weren't all getting along. So, you know, I wasn't too happy about that. But, you know, I let bygones be bygones and, you know, was cool with the girls as well. Um, but overall, the experience was the best. You know, the challenges, I had fun. I won a couple challenges, won the raunchy races challenge and <laughs> won a challenge with Kat. And like Casa Amor was the highlight of my, you know, villa experience. So, <laughs> You know, I was the first to be able to have a hideaway experience in Casa More Love Island, USA history, which was Crazy. lit. So I just seemed to keep making history in there. And I was just having a ball after that. You know, I tried to uh, make a solid connection uh, when I first got in there with Serenity. Obviously, things didn't work out. And then I went for Cat, and things didn't work out. So I was like, all right, let me play things differently. Play the field, get to know everybody, see who I really connect with and see if I can find love. And I just, my time got cut shorter than expected, but I did make it farther than I expected. So, you know, I wasn't too, I wasn't too mad about it. I had fun, which was exactly what I went there to do, you know, be there for my sister, which I did in her time of need. And then, you know, I had my own journey along the way. So yeah, it was lit. So what made you want to go in the first place? Was it Bria who pulled you along with her? Yeah, yeah, Bria signed up and then was like talking about how she had a hot sibling. You know, it was kind of, you know, outgoing, this, that, and the third. And they're like, okay, we want to meet this sibling. So, you know, they call me same day. I'm on the FaceTime doing the whole little interview, talking about like what I do, things that, things like that. And then, yeah, um, it kind of snowball affected from there. So, Bria brought it to my attention for sure. So, the iconic sibling duo that you guys were like you said you guys made history 
But just like me being a sibling, being a younger sibling for my brother, I can't imagine just having to sit there and like watch him make out with people, have him watching me. I'd be feeling like eyes burning into the side of my head. What were the most (laughs) awkward moments for you guys? Man, there were hella awkward moments. I cannot lie. Um, all the truth or dares that we took part in, all the like little challenges that we took part in together, all of those were by far the awkwardest moments because those were the moments where we had to kiss people in front of each other and you know do all that extra shit in front of each other, which you wouldn't be usually comfortable like seeing mm-hmm. in front of a sibling. You feel me? So yeah, I would say the challenge where we had to have like the aviators on and like do the whole little parachute thing i think that was one of them because we literally had to strip i had to strip in front of my sister like and she had to watch (laughs) so that was the awkwardest moment for me for sure but i tried not to think about that i was thinking about all the other uh beautiful girls that were there you know watching me you know i was doing it for them not for my sister so hopefully she was covering her eyes not looking and shit like that but Right. Yeah, those were that was the awkwardest moment for me for sure. You're like, if I can't see it, it didn't happen. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Did you have to defend her outside of the villa ever? Like, were there ever any moments where she got in arguments with other girls and you had to like come in to the rescue? Outside of the villa, not girls, definitely guys. Like oh. I would I would be more protective when guys would try to get out of hand and try to, you know, like grab her by the wrist and talk to her some kind of way. Like when we're leaving a party, like I have I have a lot of stories about that when having to, you know, okay. get in between her and a guy trying to act crazy in front of me and shit. So girls, yeah. that's that's she can handle girls on the outside of the villa for sure. So you're are you the older brother or is she the older sister? She's the older sister. I'm the younger. Okay, see that we couldn't even figure out this whole time. I'm like, I genuinely have no clue who's older. You guys could be yeah. twins. Yeah, you think so? That's crazy. <laughs> you guys look great, great genes in your family. Yeah, so I know when we spoke with her, she said that she was caught up, I wanna say. Have you watched all of the episodes? It, there's a at, lot going on. Not at all. I literally, like I said, I just got back to Jersey. I haven't even gotten a chance to you know, watch any of the episodes besides the one where I got eliminated. So I definitely am going to be going back and watching all of those to see what the what America has been seeing and you yes. know, be able to fill in the blanks for some areas for people. So, you know, they know the whole story. Yeah. Are you going to make like a TikTok account or well, I don't know if you already have a TikTok, but just explaining. So here's what actually happened. Yeah, actually, I think I'm going to do exactly that. <laughs> so people oh know. For sure. I can't wait to see because that's interesting. There's like, there's a lot of stuff that we don't fully understand as so much. the audience. There's so much. And I only saw the last episode, like where I got eliminated. And even from that episode, I saw like, wow, there's so much that they just don't show. And it's like, right. people, people can get the, you know, the narrative mixed up based off of that. So it's like, I definitely want to clear things up in terms of where my head was at, what my intentions were and things like that. You feel me? Exactly. Who have you spoken to since leaving the villa? Like other Islanders? Um, well, as soon as I left, when I was still at the hotel, I hung out with Bella and Chance. And, you know, oh. we watched a movie together, had a little movie night at, at my hotel room and shit. And that was the last like that I talked to them. So I haven't talked to any other Islanders yet, but I have a feeling I will be shortly. Like very soon. Two girls, one hotel room? Yeah, a, we go down that we need to know about. <laughs> nah, nothing went down. You know, it was just a friendly little movie night. We hung out and just <laughs> spent time with each other. You know, quality time. Just gotta make sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so you were with, like you mentioned, a good couple of girls. <laughs> they were all very different from each other. What's like mm-hmm. your actual type on paper? Damn. My actual type on paper, I wouldn't really say I have a type. I mean, you guys saw from the experience, you know, I kind of played the field with a lot of different girls and they were all different <laughs> types. So I can't really say I have a specific type. So, um, but I would say type on paper. I usually go for a lot of like in the real world, I go for a lot of Latinas. I'm not going to lie. Like that's my type. I cannot lie. They have my heart, but 
Yeah, I fuck with I fuck with every girl for real. As long as you're beautiful, got a beautiful face, you know, take care of yourself. Like that's really all it's gotta be for me. Yeah, I think that part is pretty obvious that <laughs> you don't have a type. I just wanted to see if you thought you had a type, I guess. Yeah, nah, nah, I don't have a type. I'm glad I made that clear. <laughs> so um with Bella, you started to become even more interested after the whole Phoebe situation. Right. What was it about talking with Phoebe that made you decide that Bella was the one for you at was, the time? At least? It was the simple fact that me and Phoebe had been, you know, close, well, best friends since like Casa Amor and us going into the villa from Casa. She, you know, had that little situation with Isaiah. Things didn't work out. And she was kind of just looking to, you know, see if there was an intimate, you know, side to our relationship. And so, right. you know. I allowed her to, you know, pull me for chats, have conversations, see where things went. And yeah, after I had that kiss with her, I kind of knew like the next day, like, okay, yeah, maybe I do want to just stay friends with Phoebe and be best friends because I don't see myself, you know, being intimate with her more than this. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the deciding factor for me where it was like, okay, Bella is the one and I'm going to give her my full attention. That's what I had the conversation with Timmy. Did that, did Phoebe take you by surprise at all when she came up to you? Yeah, Phoebe caught me by surprise, 100%. I never would have thought that she would have had any type of interest in me more than like a friendship, like while we were in that villa the whole time. But yeah, apparently, you know, one day after, you know, Isaiah had shut things down with her, she like was saying word that she wanted to get to know me and I, it was word was getting back to me. So I was like, okay, like, we'll see what happens. And then, you know, she started pulling me for chat. So I was like, yeah, this is my friend. So why not? You know, let's go have chats. And then next thing you know, we're, we're cuddling a little bit, you know, having a little bit of like deep talks and just like, she's feeling real comfortable with me. Like that's one thing I always made Phoebe feel was being comfortable. Like I always wanted her to feel, you know, accepted in the villa and gave her like the better experience because I know that like it was hard the way that she came in and the things that she had to go through and like seeing my friend have to go through that, like, it, it didn't sit well with me. So I definitely tried to, you know, make her feel comfortable as best as I could. And I guess that was something that she was attracted to. So, you know, at the end, she wanted to explore that. And, you know, we hung out. We, She kissed me. I kissed her back. So, yes, we did both initiate a kiss. Um, but we did tell Bella right after. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of where things were in terms of us exploring where things could be. But, yeah, that was that was when I knew that I wanted to stay with Bella. Yeah, that part was a little funny. Hannah and I, Hannah's my co-host on our show, and we were just laughing at the fact that Phoebe immediately went to Bella. Like, you didn't even have a chance to really tell Bella yourself. It's crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) But, hey, at least I tried. You know, I tried. Right. Would you have done any of that any differently? Um, The only thing that I would have done differently would probably have a one-on-one conversation with Bella about getting to know Phoebe because that's something that I didn't do just because I was going based off of Phoebe's words. She was basically saying that, you know, she was having conversations with Bella, asking her if it was okay to get to know me, asking her if it was okay to, you know, basically kiss me to see if there was that intimate connection between us. And I was basically not, you know, communicating with Bella to see if she was actually okay with it or not, or if she was just trying to be a good friend and be understanding. But I don't know. That's probably the one thing I would do differently. Right. Okay, so let's talk about Casa more a little bit. Go back for a second. Oh, Casa more. <laughs> oh, man. Let's get it. All right, let's talk about it. You're loving it. That was like, you thrived in Casa more. Casa more was the peak of my experience in Love Island. Yeah, for sure. It was so fun to watch, actually. Yeah. And the fact that you were the first one to go in the Casa More hideaway. Like, I just will never get over the fact the producers knew what they were doing with that. Yeah, they definitely did know what they were doing. But, hey, we won We won that challenge fair and square, and they just played yep. it off perfectly after that, you know, with the hideaway. It was the cake on top. It was the icing on top of the cake, yeah. Do you think you should have taken anyone else into the hideaway? Um... Yeah. It's hard to say. Um, obviously, I was paired up with Gabby. I mean, we were only in Casa More for four days, and the hideaway was presented to us halfway through that. So, you know, 
two days into the hideaway into the Casa more and you're going into the hideaway with somebody that you've only known for like two days, basically. Yeah. Right. So Gabby was the one person that I had, you know, the strongest connection with at the time I was having the most conversation with her, you know, and we were moving forward together. So would I have brought somebody else into the, I don't know. I mean, obviously Bella would be the choice if I were to bring somebody else into the hideaway with me, that's for sure. Um, but basically, you know, me and Gabby, we had a fun time, you know, we kissed, we cuddled, we pillow talked. And, you know, after that, I kind of just, you know, came to the realization that like, I don't think our connection was that strong, you know, so I was having a conversation with Bella the next day. I, I felt a, a better connection with Bella, you know, spent the night with Bella for a day, for a night. And that's kind of where I, you know, made the decision where I wanted to, you know, proceed with Bella instead of Gabby. Like there was no hard feelings. You know, we had yeah. communication all the way through. I told her I was still like making my decision between the two girls. So, yeah, I, it's not like I caught her by surprise or anything. Like she knew I was considering Bella 100 percent. So, but um, yeah, if I were to bring somebody else in the hideaway, it would be Bella. That's the thing that I respected about you, though, is that you always you always spoke with the girls before you did anything with anyone else with any of the other girls and that's really all you can ask for in this situation so when you came out of Casa Amor do you feel like you made the right decision yeah I definitely felt like I made the right decision when I came out of Casa Amor you know I was I extremely enjoyed the conversation I had with Bella and you know was very attracted to her and was ready to you know move forward with her through my journey because I knew going back to the villa if even if cat was single like i wouldn't want to be in a relationship with cat or in a couple with her because i knew how she really felt you feel me like i'm not stupid you know she left that banana in jared's suitcase didn't leave anything in my suitcase i'm like okay i know where we stand like so i'm gonna do my thing and that's exactly what i did and what she put in jared's suitcase she put a banana in his suitcase and that resembled their first kiss in the truth or dare that they had, where they had to eat the banana and meet in the middle and kiss each other. So I was like, okay, like, I was like, I see where we stand then. So I went back and she was by herself and, you know, she, she kind of, you know, spoke the truth talking about how, you know, she had forced things on her end and, you know, wasn't, I knew she wasn't standing up there for me. I knew she was standing up there for Jared. So when I was walking down that, you know, uh, walkway and saw her by herself. I was like, okay, that's cute and all, but I know she's not there for me. Feel me? So, and then I don't think we saw a banana. So that's really funny to you. Yeah, see, that that. No way! Oh shit! I gotta watch the show to see what I can see. Give it the inside scoop, or maybe I just missed it. But I don't remember seeing a banana, and I feel like I would have remembered that. Either yeah. way, I mean, did that? Did you, did Go you ahead. Guys not see the uh, the little things that every girl left in every guy's suitcase. We saw it for a few people, but I don't know if it's just me not remembering it. But did that make it so Jared knew that there was like kind of a thing between? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared knew that 100%. Interesting. Okay. See, that's what I mean as the audience. Like, you don't always pick up on these things. So when she said that she was interested in Jared, at least for me, I was kind of like, oh, I didn't expect that. But it does make sense considering they came in together. Yeah. For you, did it. Like, how did you feel about America's voting power with you ending up in the bottom a few times? I mean, I can see, you know, with America having the power to vote who they wanted in the villa and who they thought had a strong couple. I can see that, like, it was a little unfair towards me, but I saw in the eyes of America, I was a menace in the villa, you know, um, and, you know, just playing Love Island the way that it was, you know, meant to be, you know, getting to know everybody, trying to find a genuine connection at the end. You know, I, I you know, did my best with Serenity. We were, me and her were voted, you know, America's favorite couple at one point, you know, mm -hmm. at top five couples, you know. And so, you know, after that, you know, I don't know. I tried things with Kat after things didn't work out with Serenity. People really hated me for the speech that I did with Serenity, first of all. Like, the speech that I gave, I knew what I was saying at the time. You know, <laughs> people thought I was You know what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is, man. I just didn't want to make it too obvious uh, as to who it was I was going to pick. So I did speak about Serenity and my experience with her in the first half of the speech. And then I transitioned to talking about Kat and, and like saying like this girl moving forward will be able to, you know, appreciate me. So that was me talking about Kat. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, half and half was talking about both. So I can see how people can misperceive that and, you know, think that I talked about Serenity as a whole the entire time. But, you know, my goal was to just not give it away. I didn't want to give away who I was, you know, picking right off the bat because I felt like that's not fun. And, yeah, so that's how that happened with that. That's but, probably uh, what a producer loves most about you. <laughs> <laughs> with yeah. stuff like that they're like oh thank you for giving us our cliffhanger <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have to work for that one they, when they you sure didn't. when you said you were a menace in the villa what do you mean by that i meant not not in a literal sense i meant i'm perceived as a menace in the villa oh, okay, got you. yeah i would say that you know i did things exactly the way that like anybody would in my situation you know i gave my 110 percent to one girl the first time mm-hmm. tried it tried to give my 110 percent to the next couple things didn't work out so okay after that i'm going into casa more where you're supposed to get to know like every girl and try to find a connection that's what i did that's what casa more is fucking for so, you know, the fact that I went into the hideaway with Gabby and then, you know, came back to the villa with Bella, probably sat, didn't sit right with people because people don't know what happened in the hideaway. You know, they, they assume things and situations that might not have happened that, you know, put thoughts in their head where it was like, okay, like this, this guy's moving funny, but it's really not even like that. Like I was getting to know the girls, having conversations and, you know, kissing people to see if there were connections and yeah, I guess along the way, you know, me kissing so many girls and stuff like that kind of seemed to be, you know, seen as sloppy, maybe. I don't know. I didn't see it that way. I saw it as this is the Love Island experience. This is the only place where you can do shit like this. So, you know, why not? You know, I was trying to get to know people like on a real level, see if there was an actual connection. What did your family think of how you did on Love Island? Um, my family thought I did a great job. I'm not going to lie. You know, they saw a lot. They definitely saw a lot more to their son that they have never seen before. Um, but they, they definitely agreed in terms of the way I handled things. They thought that I was, you know, getting to know people, trying to find, you know, a connection and doing what Love Island was made for. Um, and I definitely, they definitely noticed that my feelings and my, you know, actions towards, you know, Serenity and Cat were genuine and I was trying to build connections. Things didn't go my way. So, you know, I I moved on along the process, met a new girl, you know, and had that conversation, got to know them on a deeper level. And they they felt like, you know, I did what I had to do. So they were proud of me at the end of the day. You know, they didn't have any problem with it, but, you know, it is what it is. They definitely did notice that people didn't like my speech about, you know, the whole (laughs) recoupling thing. And I got a lot of shit for that. But, you know, that's something I'm going to have to clear up in the eyes of the public and, you know, live down eventually. Yes, you need to talk about that one. It's so funny. But yeah. it also seemed like Serenity knew it was coming, even though the rest of us didn't know it was coming. Man, there was a lot. There was a lot in me and Serenity's relationship that y'all didn't see. But, you know, we'll clear that up. You know, if the right questions are asked, if the, if the <laughs> you know, if it's presented to me, I, I'm feel, I feel free to talk about it. Well, have you guys spoken since? No, I have not spoken to Serenity ever since I got out of the villa. Um, I haven't had the chance, really. I could have reached out, you know, while I was, you know, taking flights and stuff, but I thought I wanted to get home and get situated and, mm-hmm. you know, think on the process about it a little bit more. And then, you know, maybe I'll reach out to her. But, you know, I definitely do feel like I should be the one. I don't know if I if I actually feel like I should be the one to reach out now, though. I don't know, because it was a it was a it was a weird situation between me and her. And then she started acting real, real funny, like after, you know, I made the decision to go with Kat and stuff. So it's kind of like, I'll see you when I see you when I see you. We'll talk and, you know, we'll let, you know, bygones be bygones and, you know, try to squash it or whatever. I don't know. I don't have any ill will towards her, but I can't say the same for her because I've seen her, you know, speaking on my name a lot in her you know interviews and stuff like that and just her experience with me and you know all the bad bad sides of it so i would love to tell my side of it and you know clear the eyes of of the public in terms of me well so what didn't we see that like obviously serenity's had more time to clear her name but your set of things you haven't had that same opportunity yet right so like what went down to where you would want to clear your name? I mean, 
Serenity made it seem like I was very overwhelming and she used words like overwhelming and calculated and all these weird little ways of the way that she was seeing it. I didn't see it that way. The people in the villa with me didn't see it that way. Um, you know, I did everything that I could to, you know, make a good impression on her, show her, you know, the appreciation, the attention that she wasn't getting and that I thought she deserved going into the villa. You know, she was my number I would say she was in my definitely top two in terms of people who I was, you know, trying to get at, you know, and I, I made it known the first night I was in the villa, you know, when I walked in with my sister, they asked us who our interests were and I was, I made it known like Serenity was on that list, you feel me? So after, you know, having the recoupling and, you know, me and my sister choosing people for us to date, which, you know, shook up the villa hella and, you know, me and Serenity kind of started on a, on a, rocky boat you know i had to make her feel wanted i had to you know all the things that i wanted to do obviously because i really did like her and you know i you know you guys saw it i was making her breakfast i was giving her attention when she was by herself in the villa i'd go up to her talk to her see how her day was going where her head was at and a lot of that that i was doing to her was i guess quote unquote overwhelming like she had made a, a comment saying that like she had felt I don't know what the right word is, not pressured, maybe a little suffocated at the fact that, you know, I would be going up to her and trying to have conversations with her, like when she was by herself and stuff like that. And she would get super stressed out about it. And I wasn't doing anything wrong at the time other than trying to give her attention, which is what she was lacking, you know, obviously when I was coming into the villa. So I thought I was, you know, doing something good. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, that was stressing her out. The fact that, you know, my sister was in the girl's room was something that stressed her out. You know, she didn't feel like she could, you know, completely open up and talk about her relationship. And, you know, with me, because my sister was in the room, she was afraid of like my sister giving word back to me and like telling her everything Serenity was saying. So that was stressing her out. And she kind of like isolated herself from, you know, the group at one point in the villa and was just like sleeping a lot. People was noticing her sleeping a lot and stuff like that. And so I had a conversation with her to see like what was wrong and things like that. So after she told me how she felt, I kind of, you know, fell back, stopped doing as much and, you know, tried to give her space and stuff like that. And then, yeah, then we had the America vote. And when America voted us as one of the top couples, this was along the whole road of me and her being rocky a little bit and not really knowing what we should do. Um, after the America vote, she kind of saw that as a sign and was like, okay, America sees something in us. Like now we have a clean slate. Like now I'll actually like try to do better to make us work type of thing. But my thing is I never really did anything wrong to where like I shouldn't have deserved the chance for her to, you know, drop those walls, be vulnerable with me and, you know, get to know me on, you know, a deeper level and, you know, reciprocate those feelings that I was giving to her, basically. Yeah. And so with that being said, you know, she was still, I don't know, she was still not acting or being the way that I would expect somebody to be after, you know, a guy like me comes in and, you know, gives you all this, you know, affection, attention and, you know, acts on my words. You know, I made her breakfast every morning, you know, like no guy has ever done that for their girl in the villa. So I was I'll do my best to stand out. You feel me? Everything that I was saying to her was genuine and real. And, you know, I definitely didn't have feelings for her. But at the same time, you know, we were we were on completely different pages of our lives. You know, she was 28. I was 21. I was a youngin. You know, I was trying to, you know, make a great impression on her, show her how mature I could be. So that she could take me seriously and stuff like that and that we could like have something in the building yeah, well it but, sounds like you really were trying though that's that's the good thing like it was all coming from yeah. a side of love rather than a side of hate up until that last speech that you gave i don't know if that was coming from the side of love <laughs> <laughs> yes i mean it was difficult it was really difficult because literally the night before recoupling she you know took that opportunity to have a conversation with me and she basically poured out her feelings and was telling me how she was scared to that at the fact that she was you know growing genuine feelings for me because of like the past trauma she dealt with in her last relationships which was understandable but then she went as far as to tell me that like the things that she was being overwhelmed by before where it was like quote unquote me suffocating her by giving her attention coming over to her while she was by herself and talking to her and just like 
being by her and like doing the coupley things, you know, she had said that she actually really liked that and enjoyed it. And, you know, it was kind of like, all right, now you're, you're contradicting yourself. One day you're stressing about it and like isolating yourself from the group because I'm giving you attention. But now the night before recoupling, you're telling me that you actually like that stuff mm-hmm. and like the way I was acting towards you and appreciated all of it. And then it was kind of like, okay, now how do I dictate if this is real or fake? How do I know if you're saying these things to me right. before the recoupling for me to, you know, consider you a little bit more heavily and maybe continue to take that chance by picking you after the recoupling and stuff. So I don't know. It was like, it was, it was a moment where I had to read through the bullshit, read through what was fake and see if she was being real or not. But it was kind of like, it sucks. I wish you had told me this, like at a, like maybe a day or two prior. And I probably would have, you know, stuck it out with her and tried things, you know, to work it out with her. But the, the fact that it was right before recoupling night, it just didn't sit right with me, you know? So I had conversations with my, with my fellow Islanders and they all told me that like, not to, not to like let her get into my head. Don't believe it. Like stuff like that. Like she's just saying that just because like it's a night of recoupling basically. So Mm -hmm. I had yeah, basically that seems everybody to be on my back about this. What's like, tough is you only have so long serenity. to make um, your quick decisions you while know, you're in the villa. So, I mean, look, you, you went in with your sister. You lasted for a very long time. Not to the very end, but you know, made it, it past Casamore. Like, you pretty much no owned Casamore. So, I think you did a great job. But Thanks so much for chatting with us, Chaz. I'm looking forward to seeing your videos about your side of things. So I don't know. It was it was a tough situation. You know, there's some things that I didn't touch on in the, in yeah, the process of me and Serena's so. relationship, you know. Wondering if it died. Um, but she did say that she, the same night of the recoupling, she did say that she did want to give me credit for, you know, being truth. Thank you all so much for listening to Break From Reality. You can listen to new episodes the day after a new episode of Love Island USA and find us wherever you get your podcasts. This show is hosted by us, Hannah Kosh and Jess Lucero. Break From Reality is a wheelhouse DNA production. The show is produced by Cassie Berman and Leah Sutherland and edited by Trent Barboza. Make sure to subscribe to the series. And if there's another Love Island super fan in your life, maybe let them know about the show.